Hi, I'm Shoshana. And I'm Riley. And this is Shoshana's Marketing Method Podcast. Welcome to listeners. Any <laughs> returning listeners and new listeners, we're glad you're here. Please take a minute to like this episode, subscribe to our podcast, and please, please share this one with a friend. Greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance. All right. So, Riley, what are we here to talk about today? Because I know you always have all these <laughs> marketing tricks under your belt. Oh, I got a full tool belt here. Um, but today, I think we should talk about event marketing. Cool. So in a nutshell, before we really dig in, what is event marketing? Event marketing is a way to show appreciation to your past clients and kind of get together and say thank you and, and also to get referrals and just to put it in a nutshell, to build a relationship with them. To build relationships. Okay, great. So. I jotted down five um, main points, a couple of which you just touched on, but we'll elaborate a little bit here. So let's kind of leave those three that you mentioned for a sec. We'll come right back to those. I want to just talk about fun for a minute. Tell me about how event marketing can be fun. Well, I think it can be fun for everyone involved. It's fun for clients to come and get it. It's fun for us to, to get in front of our clients and see them having fun. It's like giving a gift, you know, everyone loves giving gifts and having the person who is receiving it appreciate it. So true. And I would say, you know, just to peg in on that, most real estate agents are people, people, right? They yes. like to talk. Mm -hmm. They like to be in front of people. They like to be almost, you know, low key entertaining, right? And so having events is just yet another way to, to do that, which suits a real estate agent's personality style. Like you said, just a great way to to build that relationship and to, to talk with them. Okay, number two, talk to me about getting missing database info and what that really means to you as a marketer and to us as real estate agents. So we know that our client database is king and keeping those contacts up to date is very important, but we all have some people with missing information. And so invitations through to your events is a great way to try and gather that information through the registration process. So you can get their name, their phone number, their email, their address, and all of that. And then you can uh, start completing your database. I love it. I love it. Love it. Talk to me about number three, which is um, building your referral base through the event itself. Yeah, I mean, I think referrals are one of the main reasons why you do event marketing. Isn't easy, but it's business that you want to make sure is part of your business strategy. Um, you want to give these people an experience that they enjoy so much so that they will happily refer you, their friends and family and, and, and such. And being in the same area with them and being face to face with them, not only are you putting yourself at front of their minds and showing that you are the expert in your field, but you're also getting that face time that really most other marketing platforms and channels just don't give you. Love that. I love that. Okay. Talk to me about building relationships. That would be number four for me. And I've got one more. So other re the fourth reason then to have to, you know, basically pursue event-based marketing is this opportunity to connect really and to build relationships. 
Yep, and th- this kind of goes hand in hand with the last one is where you're you're showing that you're that you care about your clients and that you're thankful that they've chosen you to do one of the most stressful transactions in their entire life. Uh-huh. Show your, and show them that you're not just somebody that they see on the internet or on social media, that you're a human and you're relatable and that they should get, continue to give you their business. I love that, okay. And then the last one, which I know sounds super obvious, but it's really a way to show gratitude, right? And to thank the people who've done business with us, whether it was this year, five years ago, 10 years ago, whether you're looking back on your career or really whether you're just launching, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think this is the most important part of event marketing is that you want to show your appreciation and your thanks and that you sincerely care about your clients and event marketing is a great way to do it because you're kind of just saying, hey, come, um, have some fun, no strings attached. Um, and so I think that if you're not showing gratitude towards your clients f- during your events, then you're not doing something right. And once you nail that part of the events down, then you can start talking and doing some of the things that we just mentioned as far as like getting referrals and completing your database information. But the number one thing is you have to make sure that they are feeling appreciated. If you're not doing that, then you're uh, not doing it correctly. Okay, so just to clarify, what you're saying is we're always coming at this with a giving attitude, not a give me attitude, correct? Absolutely. You do. <laughs> the last thing that you want is for them to come to one of your events and think that you want something in return from them. Do you know the phrase, um, I mean, I'm sure you do because you work in our industry, but do you So know? you shouldn't come to an event as a real estate agent with commission breath. Oh, yes. Yeah, that commission breath is stanky and clients can smell it from a mile away. Okay, okay. So let's pivot for a second. We've got five reasons that event marketing is just over the top amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, do you prefer to talk about first in-person events or do you prefer to talk digital first? Let's let's do in-person events first because I think those are more first. fun. Okay. Tell our listeners which in-person events we've done on our team. Okay. So at our team, we've done free scoop night, which we gave away free ice cream to our clients. We also did a back-to-school party, which I think I talked about in previous episodes. We got like a bounce house and a Kona ice truck and, and things like that. Um, and then we also did a coffee on us where we uh, gave away some free cups of coffee. Lots of cups of coffee actually over time because we've done uh, where we picked up the tab at a local coffee shop in the morning and we've done thank you coffees with uh, with a Starbucks gift card that was in uh, in an email. All our clients had to do was walk in and, and pick out their coffee. Yeah, Those so- were good, really good in-person events as far as I'm concerned. And then before you got here, we did a movie night. Um, I was really excited to hear when we first met that you had run a movie night when you lived in Utah at a really high level. That was exciting. And hopefully we'll get back to that at some other some other day. Yeah, that I mean, that was quite the experience. I think we had almost 2,000 people show up. We had five movie theaters. 
So yeah, someday we'll get there. We will. We will indeed. Tell me a type of event that you would like to have. If, you know, all things being equal, we weren't worried about coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. What would you have? Oh, let me ask this as a two-part question. Okay. What event would you do with coronavirus? And what event would you do without coronavirus? Okay, this is fun. So with coronavirus, I would like to do drive-by events where you can drop something off at someone's door. Sometimes they're home, sometimes they're not, but you can make little cute little packages and, and things like that. And people are always really appreciative of those. Um, and then without coronavirus, I think it would be fun to host some type of like paint night or something along those type of things at our office. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of something like that. Okay, <laughs> I like that one. Um, so while you're talking ideas, and I think that event ideas obviously are a little bit like unlimited. Oh, I didn't say that I had a uh, first home, first time home buyers seminar before we met. That was really fun. Three out of the four couples did become clients. One set of couples, one of the couples ended up moving out of town. Um, but that was that was fun. So tell me about like other things that just like when you're brainstorming ideas, event ideas, just tell me what you got. Well, like the first thing I try to keep in mind is I want to make sure that it's something that the clients are going to want to come and do and also enjoy doing. Okay. So kind of have to try and put yourself in their shoes. Um, so like I, just off the top of my head, I, some things that I think most clients would would enjoy and consider coming would be such things as like a happy hour or like hosting family portraits having some like you mentioned movie nights or even when you um you can do like holiday things that um you can hire like a photographer and have, have someone dress up as santa or the easter bunny or or whatever you'd like and uh what would we, what would we do on our team with all our Jewish clients with somebody dressed up like Santa? I don't even know a dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, point 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 being that you can certainly tailor the events to whatever community you work in, right? Yes, and and just one last thing is you want to make sure that you you're adding value to what you're offering. Okay, so again, not coming with commission breath, coming with something that the other person really going to A, commit to coming to, B, actually physically show up to, and C, that you're giving them something at that event that they really, that's a compelling reason to be there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, let's go to digital. It's a different time, it's a different place. A lot of us have ended up not hating our digital events for different reasons. They have they serve a different purpose to me, but they have some value. So tell us what kind of things you know, let's start with what we've done and then let's start with what could be done. All right. Well, so what we've done in the past is we've had an anniversary giveaway. So that was like Shoshana's anniversary of becoming a realtor. Um, so we've done that each year. And then we've also done a what we call our spring into summer sweepstakes, which we usually do in the spring. And we'll give away a bunch of really cool, fun summer themed things. Like? Like, like <laughs> I was getting there. Okay, well, I just wasn't sure. <laughs> um, like a kayak, we gave away a grill, we gave away a Yeti cooler, just like things that people want but won't necessarily buy for themselves. Um, and then we also, like previously mentioned, we did a version of the coffee on us. And then we also give. Um, Sorry, for Valentine's Day, we also send out brownies to everyone in our database. What do you think sending out brownies tells everybody? Uh, well, it's, it just shows that 
it goes back to the appreciation and that we're thinking of them yeah. and we're thinking of you yeah. right we took the effort to spend the money and take the time rather take the time and spend the money to send a gift to you just out of the blue yeah that that's that's a very good point we're doing it for no particular reason we're just doing it because we're thankful and we appreciate them. So other kinds of digital events, um, you know, I've really had in mind for a very long time to have some local tradespeople. Now I would just say tradesmen because that's pretty much who I know, <laughs> but I know there are some trades people and tradeswomen out there. Uh, but to have a local locksmith, somebody to teach how to unplunge, you know, to plunge your toilet, somebody to teach how to clear, clog, unclog the drain. I've thought for a long time to do some home repair classes, those can be digital. Home decorating, home staging tips. Um, the family portraits idea is wonderful, especially a front porch portrait is really lovely. And of course, participating in any sort of charitable event can be wonderful as well. And what we've really discovered is we've really discovered that sweepstakes slash giveaways slash drawings, however you want it, whatever you want to label them, have been really, really powerful and something that everybody loves. Yeah, I mean, our giveaways have been some of our most successful events. I, I'm not gonna say that they've been more successful than our in-person, but I would say they've been just as successful um, as far as people entering um, to, to win the prizes. And like we previously mentioned, it's a great way to gather information and you're also staying uh, social distancing in a safe manner and people still just love winning free things and then there's also the fact that we've been able to pair with some small local businesses and promote their product as well right yeah that's always a good idea is to try and get the community involved okay so now the juices are churning the brain is spinning that you don't need to be convinced about event marketing <laughs> however What's the execution? Like, how do we actually do it? So I'm going to take a stab and say that I you're planning things pretty well in advance of them actually happening, right? Yeah. So the, the coming up with the ideas part, that's the fun part. The back end part with the planning and the nitty gritty, that's the part that has you pulling out your hair. But it's always worth it at the end. So yeah, the first thing is you always got to get the invitations out. You got to get people to know what you're doing and give them a date so they can either plan around it or leave that date open on their calendars and things like that. And there's a lot of different ways to send out invitations too. Some are more effective than others, um, but there's a lot of different ways. Are you sending out on Evite or are you sending out some other way? So we use Eventbrite. You're using Eventbrite, okay. Yes. Why did you choose that platform? Uh, I was familiar with it and I also know that it's really easy to gather information from them when they are registering. Okay. And they just have a good back end whereas like you can export all of the information and things like it's just easy to work with in, in the back end. And I also think that it it looks pretty upfront too nice. to the clients. And you had to create some graphics to go with each of those events, correct? Yeah, so I mean you really only need one graphic, it's just like the header graphic for Eventbrite. Um, but you, when things to keep in mind when you're doing that is you want to make sure that it pops, it gives some information, it's enticing. You don't just want something plain. You want something that's going to excite them about what you're trying to get them to register for. And like the rest of the world, you created that graphic in Canva or some? 
Yeah, it was Canva. Okay. <laughs> Just like Canva everything Canva versus else. the world. Okay. So you're sending out an email through Eventbrite to invite people to the event. Then X number of people sign up for the event and X number of people ignore you. <laughs> what do you do then? Well, what you do then is you take a list of the people who haven't RSVP'd yet and you send them a text message. And are you are you using a third-party texting platform? Yes. What are uh, you using? I'm currently using Simple Texting. Okay, and do we have a link for that down at the bottom? We do. Show notes. Let's yeah. put the show notes. Let's put the Simple Texting link in the show notes. Okay, so you'll be able to, people can go in there, and that's a third-party thing we pay for, correct? That's correct. We've but been, sorry. events, sorry to interrupt, but inter Eventbrite is free? Eventbrite is free, yes. We okay. don't pay anything for Eventbrite. Um, but yeah, simple texting, it is paid. Um, we've been using it for like over a year now, probably close to two years, and I've been really happy with it. Okay, super. Okay, so you've sent out your Eventbrite link and so many people RSVP that way. You send out your text graphic and link and so many people respond that way. Are you sending physical mail as well? No, not at this time. Okay. Um, and like I said at the beginning, like. Everyone has their different preferences. Some people prefer to send that stuff out. So you I weren't think. seeing a big response rate from a card. No. And it's expensive. Okay. And then tell me about how you use social media around events too, because right now we're still inviting. Yeah, so for social media, if you're inviting just clients, then you'll want to just use like your Facebook client group or something like that and send it out that way. Um, but if it's more open to whoever, then uh, you can just make some graphics and put the link in your bio and tell people to come on down and have some fun. Can you make a private event on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. So you can make a client. You can make a client event private on Facebook, and you can also do it with Eventbrite. Whereas they either have to have a registered email or a passcode or something like that. Okay. So you don't have to have the the, the you know the masses there. You can have just your clients. Yeah. But just keep in mind if you are going to be advertising it through your social medias and it's a private event that you're always going to want to double check your attendee list because somehow no matter what. Someone always slips in there that you don't know who they are and you don't know how they got there. So that's just something to keep in mind. Okay, that's good, good, live and learn. Okay, so you've got your invitations out and that's you're kind of working that in the background. Now talk to me about the time frame of like how it works and when we use the word touch in real estate marketing, what do we mean? So I'll answer my own question on that before I peg you. Before I peg you. When we use the word touch, we do not mean something creepy. We mean contact, the amount of times you reach out to try and contact your client. Look, look at it as if you're getting in touch with them. Oh, I like that. Okay, how many in touches are you gonna have? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Riley strikes again. Okay, Trace. let's talk though about the touches. Approximately how many touches should it be, you I know? Yeah, I think you need at least four. At least four. Yeah. Okay, and is this an opportunity where does the agent fit into this? So the agent fits in, I mean, they have a, a large role to play in this. Um, one of the first things that you want to do is have your agents call their sphere and their past clients and tell them about this event and give them a personal invite just right off the bat. Okay, let's say you're a solo agent. What do you do? Call everyone. Good. Okay. <laughs> nothing changes. Okay. <laughs> nothing changes. Okay. So, and then like how long before the event do you start doing stuff? 
So I have, this has just definitely been a trial and error type of thing with me. I've done things as far as a, mo a month in advance, a few days in advance. I've found that the sweet spot is right in that two week range, okay. whereas you're not too far out that people forget about it and you're not close enough that people feel like it was just sprung on them and that they have time to plan. So I think two weeks is kind of a good range for that first touch. And is the first touch is that email from Eventbrite? So yeah, usually that first touch is going to be that initial e invitation from Eventbrite mm -hmm. and the, the calling should be around that same time as well. Oh, got it. Okay, fine. So call is almost simultaneously. They get an email and then you're able to call and go, hey, did hey, you dude. get my yep. invitation to our free scoop night? Yeah, yep, exactly. I mean, one of the things that I preach to our agents is that quarterly calls and client calls are not that bad if you're if you have a reason to be calling. If you're just calling be like, hey, do you know who wants to buy or sell? They might not be super receptive to that. But if you're calling them and be like, guess what? We are having a back to school party. There's gonna be a bounce house. There's gonna be a snow cone machine, cornhole. Like, I just wanna make sure you knew that this was going on um, and I want you to come. And by the way, if you know anyone who's looking to buy or sell, let me know. They Good. are way more receptive <laughs> to that. <laughs> Got it. So would you say that that's like touch like a like one a and b like that's still one touch or is that like two i think that's two right one email yeah. and one call right? okay let, let me amend my first answer where i said at least four to at least five okay fine so, so first touch the invitation. first touch is the email from uh -huh. eventbrite with the invitation okay number two is the call with the personal invite got it and what's number three number three is the friendly reminder alert whereas this this can be either another email or it can be a text but basically you're just saying like hey if you haven't rsvp'd yet don't forget it's going to be fun don't want to miss out and when does that happen um if we're going on par with the two week range i usually say like the halfway point so that for this instance it would be like the one week mark before the event okay great and meanwhile are the agents or is an agent forget the agents but at this point, are the agents like out of the picture, in the picture? Is an agent like hounding people? Remember, 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 like what would you say are best practices around that? So their biggest part is right there at the beginning because you want them to call everyone and give them a heads up because you want people to just RSVP right off the bat. But the agents don't really go away. You want them constantly pushing this to their clients, whether it be continuing to call or text and following up, hey, did you RSVP yet? Or putting it on social media, things like that. Um, so yeah, the the agents never really go away. Okay, but. got it. Eventbrite call, the friendly reminder text, the agents are starting to fade out. Now what happens just like right before the event? So right before the event, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Um, the way that I prefer to do it is to send a text message or an email the day before as a hey, last chance, don't miss out. Um, I think the whole last chance is pretty powerful because people are like, oh crap, I don't want to miss out on this. I better just do it right now. Um, and then you also want to do one the day of as like a confirmation type thing. Can't and, wait and to a see reminder. what 11 or yeah, whatever like yeah, that. Yeah, can't wait to see you to, for some fun today. Okay, cool. So, you, so that's a nice cadence there. Yeah, so if you counted with us, that's five. And then do we have a follow-up afterwards? Yeah, so you always want to send an email or a text message or a phone call, some type of touch 
to say thank you for coming to the people who did come and then sorry we missed you to the people who RSVP'd but didn't show up. Okay, I love that. Do you remember like, on scoop night that you, um, we had bought, well you went and purchased the scoop coupons in advance? Yes. Okay, and we had plenty of them, right? Yes. And we had some people who didn't show, right? Yes. But not a lot. So what I did is I took those coupons and however many people somebody had, let's say somebody RSVP'd for four people, I just wrote a little note we missed you last night. Here's ice cream on us. And threw those in the mail. The response from that was so nice. People were so thankful just to get a couple of free ice cream uh, coupons in the mail. And I just would say, like, the thank you afterwards, I think, is almost as important as the event itself. Like you said, you don't want people to be penalized because they weren't able to come. You don't know why they weren't able to come. You can't just assume that they... Just, blew it off or yeah whatever. they just blew yeah. it off like you don't know that so the like you said you had great response from the the people who you sent the the free scoops to okay so now let's talk for a minute before we wrap up um i think that there's a few more things i want to talk about the nature of different types of events not nature events but <laughs> the nature of events i want to talk about budgeting i want to talk about um how you would get this in a marketing manual and I want to talk about how to make it, even though it's a group event, how to make it intimate so that your clients know that you're paying attention to them. Which one of those do you want to start with? Um, let, let's just start with the the nature of the the events. All right. So, talk to us. So I think you you have to keep in mind what type of clientele you have um do you have a younger clientele do you have an older clientele are they do they love to have fun are they family-based things like that all of those things can dictate what type of events you should have great and also i would throw out um you know in our crowd since i'm jewish and you know a lot of our clients are orthodox jews um you know we have a lot of uh I don't want to say restrictions makes it sound like not so fun or something like that, but let's just say requirements around eating and social events and things like that. So I know that we've adapted a lot of different types of events specifically to fit our niche and that that can be done. Look, if you live at the beach, you can have a beach event. If you live in the mountains, you can have a hike. If you live, you know, like it can be anything depending on your geography. Yeah, that's a good one that I miss is geography can definitely affect the type of events that you have as well. So at the beginning of the year, you know, it's really hard to figure out what your budgets are for any given thing. Because after all, you haven't made any money this year. Yeah, especially if you haven't done the event the previous year, you have nothing to base it off of. So before we get into, I would rather avoid specific dollar amounts. Yeah. And I would rather talk about ways to have it not cost an arm and a leg and ways in which we stuck to our budget and things we decided to go okay. over on. Yeah, well, two main things that come to my mind. Okay. Um, just want me to go? Yeah, go. All right. Number one is keep in mind how many referrals and deals that you would need to cover the costs. So. Let's just say, okay, well, let's go like this. Let's say you needed one. Yeah. Yeah, if you just need one deal. And your average commission is, I'm going to make something up here, but if your average commission is $2,500. Yeah, well then 
Would you, that mean that your budget is $2,500? Depends on how many referrals you want to get. If you think that you can get one, at least one referral, then yeah, I would try to keep it below that amount. What if you have a $10,000 commission, like your average commission? You know, you work in a luxury market. Yeah, well then, I, I, I mean, I think that the referral slash deals kind of can dictate how much you should spend or how much you want to spend because you just don't want to dig yourself a huge hole and then not get any business from it. So I will say to peg back to the thing of not coming at it with commission breath, you still have to be forthright about what we're doing, right? You're yeah. here, you're my guest, and it should be abundantly obvious that, that what we're doing is growing our business this way. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, so I mean, appreciation is what you want them to see right off the bat with um, getting referrals from them as more of like an afterthought. That's a bonus. You want them to have fun and appreciate the event. So like best case scenario, they'll come up to you and be like, hey, um, my neighbor's thinking about selling their house. Well, here's their number. Now let's talk about how we can get somebody else to contribute to the cost. Because this event, no yes. matter what we say, are not free. Yeah, that was my second one. So it's always good to have sponsors who are willing to put some money towards your expenses. Give me um, some ideas. So like for real estate agents, anytime you have like a, any of your vendors, so it can be mortgage, it could be title, it could be landscapers, it could be home inspection, it could be basically anyone that you use in your business. Photographer, that's a big one. Okay, very good. I love that. Okay, so some other people can contribute to the cost. And, you know, in exchange, of course, you want to give them business back. So I love that. Um, and as far as budgeting, can you think of, I'm trying to think of, oh, I know, there's something on our last summer's giveaway that we went sort of like low budget. We had these summer basket giveaways and um, there was like one bigger prize, like maybe there's AirPods in the basket, for example. But then there's going to be a little chapstick and dollar sunglasses and some sunscreen. There's not going to be you know, Oakley sunglasses in that basket. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're doing like giveaway of multiple items, I think it's good to kind of have tiers. So like have like a grand prize and then two smaller ones and then five small, small ones. And just so that way you can almost have more winners too. So more people feel included, but then there's still like that one super enticing grand prize that everyone wants. Do you remember last summer when we gave away the kayak um the person came to pick it up and they were really excited to get it yeah they were on their way to a camping trip i, I know thought that was so, was so cool, cool. That really <laughs> was so cool. <laughs> let's talk about how to document all of this and where we're documenting it both for both outward facing and inward facing yeah so i'm glad that you said both outward and inward because they're both very important um, I'll start with inward. You definitely want to write down all of the steps that you've done um, in your manual or just in some type of checklist for two reasons. One, it makes it easier for you next year. You know exactly what you need to do with the time frame and everything like that. And two, uh, it allows you to make notes on what can be improved or what didn't work or what needs to be changed for next year. Okay, so you internal documentation of a manual. Okay, love that. And external documentation, what did you do What did you do with that? So yeah, I mean, you wanna try and, and take a bunch of pictures you, so you can put them on social media, you can put them on your website. 
um, just to, to so you have them for outward facing um, things so people can see what you're doing because I mean that, that sounds kind of narcissistic but like you want people to know that you're doing these things for your clients 100% but um yeah and then it's it's always fun to like if you have a bunch of photos you can release them and then like ev- people can like scroll through and try and find themselves um, and then we also yeah. make sure, um, you know, I noticed we made sure not to include people's children who didn't want to be included, especially those that don't want to be on social media. We're respectful of that. Yeah, we're always very well. mindful. And we you know, we do always ask if it's okay if we take your picture and it, is it okay if we use it online? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so before we wrap up, I just want to say that if somebody wanted our entire marketing plan for the entire year that includes this idea of event marketing not just the idea but the actual how to do it then where would they look so i would tell them to go to shoshanasocher.com forward slash clients for life plan okay so if you needed to know how to spell my name because (laughs) it is a little bit of a spelling quiz it's s-h-o-s-h-a-n-a-s-o-c-h-e-r.com slash clients for life plan all you got to do is click the link and you can download your copy of what we do then you can rip off and duplicate it and use all these amazing tips that riley shared with you today to get your consistency in your marketing and your marketing to your people both the people you know and the people who are past clients yeah and like shoshana said this is a 12 month cheat sheet so it's for the whole year it's exactly what we do it's proven. We know it works. It shows you events and so much more. I love that. Okay, Riley. So the last thing we were going to say before we wrap up is that you know how to make this these events both seem personal and intimate despite the number of people there. Yeah. So in-person events are obviously easier to make seem intimate and personal and things like that. But it to not sound cliche, but like it's all in the details. Um, just little things like little gift bags or having them check in and like recognizing that who they are so they don't even have to say their names tell me about the gift bags what did you do at the at the back to school event oh yeah so for the back to school event um i went i went around to all of the stores and basically bought out the school supplies and we made little goodie bags for all of the the children who came to full of school supplies so i had notebooks pencils pens markers Crayons, you name it, it was in there. And they were good bags. I thought they those were, good were bags. really good bags. Yeah, they were yeah. real good bags. <laughs> so I'll tell you something else. I don't know if you remember this, but um, the other nice thing is that at the end of that event, we did have some leftover school supplies, and I was able to donate them to a local school district that I felt could, I mean, I asked them first, of course, but that um, that I felt could really use them. It ended up, yeah. Riley, can I say something to you? Uh, uh-oh. Thank you <laughs> for bringing event marketing to our team in this really robust way. I cannot wait to go into our third year working together, knowing what we know about events and pulling them off. That's exciting. I know we've got two events coming up that our clients love. I'm still hearing about that. Shoshana, (laughs) remember when you gave away all those pizzas last year? I'm like, yeah, I remember that. So I cannot wait to do it again. So thank you for that. No problem, my pleasure. Just keeps getting better and better every year. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.